Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today. The SLE Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at slepodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first edition of the Hardline Sports Talk. I'm your host, Michael Merlo, and I have my co-host, John Michael Masiri, or JM as we call him. We're very excited to start today. We are both big fans of sports that have a lot to talk about, have a lot to say. And first off, we'd like to thank the guys at SND Podcast, Stephen, of course, for helping us get this all started. And really, we just want to get started right here, and I'd like to introduce my friend, JM. JM, how you doing? Doing good. Ready to get going. Um, was feeling good this morning, besides the fact that I don't know what the hell's going on with Aaron Judge right now, and I kind of want to kill myself if he's hurt again, but <laughs> besides that, I'm doing good. Ready to get going, man. Definitely ready to get going. So today's episode is mainly going to be about breaking down and a big preview of the Major League Baseball Huge season preview. coming up. But first, we just want to, you know, dabble with some current events going on, like the NFL, NBA. So I want to start a big trade on Friday made by the San Francisco 49ers and the Miami Dolphins. They traded up to three. They traded their 12th pick, the Niners, to the Dolphins. They also The Dolphins also received a 2023 first-round pick, a 2022 first-round pick, and a couple other picks. I mean, they have to be trading up for a quarterback, obviously. And they said they're okay with any of them. But do you really think they're okay with any of them? Uh, first of all, they got fleeced. I mean, yeah, you tra- they traded up nine spots. They're in the top three. Giving up three first-round picks is crazy. And they also gave that compensatory pick they got because the Jets signed Salah. But I don't think they're just okay. I think they're in love with Trey Lance. He That just totally. screams Trey Lance to me. I know a lot of people are saying Fields... I don't. I think Fields would do decent in their system, but I just. I think they're in love with uh, Justin. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I think they're in love with Trey Lance, and I think you're gonna see Justin Fields might start falling, and you might see someone jump in front and trade up to get Justin Fields. The thing with Trey Lance is that most people see him as a project, and I love him. He's a yeah. great prospect. He's got a lot that you would like about him. They're not gonna play him right away. They're not gonna play him right Jimmy away. Jimmy G's gonna. Jimmy G's. They're they're holding on to him. That's the thing. It kind of reminds me of. Um, Kansas City when they drafted Mahomes and they're like this guy's a project yeah. but they held on to Alex Smith they had a playoff caliber roster like the 49ers yeah. do and they're gonna go compete this mm-hmm. year they can I, sure. they can get rid of Jimmy G I think next year with yeah. no you know bad cap hit or whatever yeah. no dead money so that makes sense and then Miami then trades back up to six with the Eagles mm. so they traded what is this here? They uh, traded the 12th pick Howie and a 4th round pick 
for the Eagles sixth pick and a fifth round yeah. pick. I, I mean, Howie Roseman, guy's just on a mission to you know go down as one of the worst of all time at this point. Howie Roseman has drafted how many quarterbacks? He's hired. What is this? His third? Is this his third head coach? And it might be. I think it is. How many GMs actually have the opportunity? To him and hire Ryan three Pace. Him and Ryan Pace in Chicago are having a competition right now for who's worse. First of all, they go. They wanted to trade up to get Zach Wilson, right? Then that report came out the other day. All of a sudden, San Francisco trades up, and now the Eagles are like, "All right, I guess we'll just keep Jalen Hurts and trade down to twelve just to draft." You know, Jalen Waddle or whoever the hell they're gonna draft. But here's the thing: there's no guarantee that yeah. a receiver is gonna fall to them. I mean, I, th- I think it will, but there's no guarantee. And if you want to develop Jalen Hurts, you want to help him, kind of like what the Giants did with Daniel Jones. They went out and got Galladay. You draft one of those big time receivers, or or if Kyle Pitts falls yeah, in the six, exactly. help your quarterback out so you can see what you have. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And then that goes all back to. That whole uh, thing with the Giants where they tanked the game and put in oh Nate, Nate Sudfeld in the fourth quarter. And everybody was calling for Doug Peterson's head, how he disrespected the game, and it was all for draft picks. And then what do they do? They trade out of the pick. I, I, so, I, I don't I don't know what's going on. The Eagles have been an absolute dumpster fire like the past year. That whole Carson Wentz situation was a joke. Doug Peterson, just everything has been just such a train wreck. I think... We're not talking enough about the Miami Dolphins are just on like a tirade. Like I don't know how the hell they pulled. They turned Laramie Tunsil into like four first round picks, and now they have they're sitting. They're gonna get probably the second best non quarterback in the draft because yeah. I think the Bengals are probably gonna take Sewell, and we'll see what the Falcons do. Um, so they might get the second or third. They can end up with like Kyle Pitts or Penny Sewell or whoever whoever. On a team that went ten and six last year and has a young quarterback going into his second year, which I'm not crazy about Tua, but, but they have the pieces now to add and compensate for Tua's, yeah. you know, what he can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. They can add a weapon. They can add another offensive lineman. They're going to be in a prime position, like you said. Jamar Chase might be there. Devontae mm-hmm. Smith, Kyle. Imagine Kyle Pitts going along with Mike Gusecki. They have another first round pick. Yeah, they can. Take that kid Bettman out of, of oh Minnesota. Bateman, yeah, yeah. He's he, he looks like a physical freak. Yeah. So they have so many. Yeah. What are they? Here. What are they in the twenties too? Yeah. I think what are they twenty three or something yeah. like that? Oh wait, what are the Jets? No, they're the Jets are twenty three. I think they're like twenty first. They're because they they missed the playoffs. The Dolphins, right? They were like yes. the last team out. I think they're eighteen. Really? Yeah, because more teams made the playoffs. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, they probably are like. They have 18. a nice. Yeah, no, there you go. The so they got number pick. six, number eighteen. They got a first rounder. Um, they got a, you know those first round picks from the Niners. They're 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 sitting pretty, man. I'll you know, tell you. you know what? Also, this does. So, listen, they could say all they want about how they like Tua and how they love Tua, but at the end of the day, we've sh- he sh- he showed us. He doesn't really have the arm strength, but hey, he's still young. He started nine games. He went six and three. Mm-hmm. They have the ability now, and they have the flexibility where they're not stuck with Tua. They have the ability to move up in the draft next year right? to get a quarterback if they need, or even the year after yeah. that. So they, they have they're so young. They're going to be so young. And yeah. So they're in a very good spot. And again, I don't understand 
what the plan is for the Eagles. They're, poverty they're franchise. Own. They are. They're literally a poverty franchise. I absolutely. Cannot they make the stand Jets them. look good. Yeah. No. Really. And Jeff fans are salivating over your boy Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah, we'll see. For yeah. all the right reasons. And there's a report out today that Norman Mahomes, baby. There's a report out today that the Jets are willing to keep Darnold and still draft. Yeah, because his Wilson. his trade market's like now it's uh, it's like disintegrating because the Niners traded up. So they they said the Broncos and I saw one other team. Oh, I think it was the Bears, which I think that's a perfect fit if you went to the Bears. Like you can have him and Andy Dalton have a quarterback competition. Are you really like? The Bears are going to be, like, so stubborn and be like, no, Andy Dalton's our franchise Did quarterback. Did you see their tweet the other day? What? They <laughs> tweeted a picture oh, yeah. of a Bears jersey yeah. and it said QB1. Yeah, yeah. They so, can have, a, like, a, a redhead uh, quarterback competition. Yeah. Be beautiful. That'll work. Um, Kimberly Martin today on Get Up, um, and this was tweeted also, uh, she says she talked to three NFL GMs about the market for Sam Darnold. I asked what's most they'll be willing to give up. Two of them said a third-round pick. One said even a late third-round pick would be a little rich. I mean, clearly, the, these NFL GMs yeah. are like, yeah, this is a project, and his contract is what the biggest thing is. Mm-hmm. You have to give him decide on that fifth-year option, which is for $20 million or more in the spring. Mm-hmm. No team's going to want to pick that up. No. And now you're going to be trying to develop a quarterback on a one-year contract. And you're not going to know what his market's going to be in free agency. And you don't want to – it's a really tough situation. And I, I honestly – I kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. But I think even if you're the – like, if you're the Jets, okay, you're not going to get a late first or a second like you thought you were going to get. It's still time to move on. Like, you're still good with draft picks. I think it's just, you know, it's it's not me, it's you kind of a situation. Let's just go our separate ways. Exactly. And – or it's not you, it's me. That would be me if it was the other way around. Zach Wilson's ceiling. This is the last thing in the NFL I want to get to the NBA trade deadline. Yeah. Zach Wilson's ceiling is much higher than Sam Darnold's, I think, will ever be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He, he has that, you know, I saw his pro day. I know it's just a pro day, but you can't make up stuff that he was doing. He's like, his release, he just flicks it out. It right. literally looks like a Rodgers kind of release. He just flicks it out. He's going off his back foot, throwing across his body, 50 yards down the field, no problem, like, he he's he's special, man, and I, he's six foot three. I was about to he say he looks he looks smaller because he's not like as filled out. Like Mahomes is six three, mm-hmm. but like if you ask me, they wouldn't be the same height, but they are because he's like Mahomes more filled out than he is. He's only like six three one ninety or something. Like he's not that built, but he's he's not like a Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, like where he's like, oh, I wonder if he'll see over the line, and well, that all that stuff is kind of a myth, anyways. But yeah, I agree with that. If you got, if you can move, if you got but a he's good got size. Line, he's, he's listen. I think he is absolutely the number two pick in this yeah. draft, and that's it. Now let's get to the NBA. Obviously, a busy trade deadline. Although to me, there were a lot of players traded, and there were a lot of moves, but just boring. Yeah, boring, boring. So you couldn't top hard the Harden deal earlier no, in the year. No, you could, you, there was no. I wasn't even looking that. for something that big. Yeah, though, of course not. I mean, it was still like I was sitting there. I'm like, all right, who? Terrence Ferguson just got traded. Yeah, yeah, so like, and they right. cut him yesterday. Yeah. they waved him. Did you see that guy that the Knicks traded for? The like French guy and him and Frank Nilakina played together like years ago. So as soon as he got traded, I forgot the guy's name, but he tweets, "Oh, like back together." Literally, like an hour later. 
The New York Knicks have waved whatever his name. Like, they waved him an hour later. I'm like, I, I nice, man. I don't understand a lot that goes on in the NBA, but Andre Drummond was bought out. He hasn't played, but he was bought out by the Cavs. He hasn't played since February 12th. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's March 29th. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played in a month and yeah. a half. But, listen, the Lakers have been obviously killed with injuries. LeBron's out. Davis is out. I mean, they add Drummond here. I don't mind the the Drummond. You know, you you need they need they need a center and they right. need to answer the Nets. I am like up to here with the NBA right now because this stupid Aldridge signed with them. Yes, I think it was yesterday. Yep. Like, what are we doing? This is just turning into like ring, like ring chasing. Let's just everybody oh hop on board. Let's go get a ring. We got Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Like, let's go. Like, I, I can't stand it. I know, and you said that you had said it a couple of days ago to me, and I I agree with you. And then I saw a tweet today that a lot of executives are upset with the buyout process. And yeah, because you're that's what people there are doing. Are a that's lot what of these guys are doing. Yeah, they're just signing with the best teams, and they're. So they get because the problem. This is exactly what the problem is. They get their money. Like Andre Drummond got his money from the Cavs, and then he goes, "Okay, Lakers, sign me to a league minimum contract." So the Lakers have no problem with their salary cap because they're paying him like a million dollars. Right. He still gets his money, and it's like a win-win for Drummond and the Lakers. But for the NBA and like the competition, it turns into a joke. So you can sign guys. You could sign them to the veteran minimum, and then there's another like. Contract, so they get like two million dollars, and there's another one, another slot for like five million. Mm-hmm. The Nets signed Aldridge and Blake Griffin to that one million dollar, like that slot, so they have no more of those contracts. But they could have signed Drummond to the the five million dollar yeah. slot to like entice him. Like imagine, like imagine if he went there. Uh, I don't know. Like you just, I'm I'm almost happy he went to the Lakers and not the Nets. Just a little more parity, but. You know, Some of these trades, though, man. I mean, like, yeah, the All Depot to the Heat. I think that's good for the Heat. They've had right. like an underwhelming season, considering they just went to the finals. I think the funniest deal. What the hell is this Clippers and Hawks deal? I. I what are know. the Clippers doing? I don't know what the Clippers are doing, and I actually like it for the Hawks. I mean, they have Trey Young. Yeah, obviously. Lou Williams is good. I mean, he, yeah. he's he's Lou Williams. Like, he's not a superstar, but he's a good player. I don't understand the the fascination that all these teams have with Rajon Rondo. I mean, he's clutch. He can, you know. Dude. I don't know. I, I I agree with you, but at the same time, I I don't understand trading Lou Williams for him I, at all. I do not understand that. He's and, getting Rajon Rondo is getting literally passed around the NBA. He's yeah. used parts now. I mean, he was great he's, with the Lakers. Yeah, no, he was good, but I just I don't get like Rondo for Lou Williams. That's what you came up with? I, I I don't know. I was shocked when I saw it on my phone the other day. And now Sweet 16 was wrapped up mm. yesterday. Very interesting yeah. games. Uh, we were watching the Oral Roberts yeah. game, and we thought that three went in. They got a great play against Arkansas. Arkansas is going to take on Baylor. Uh, last night, I, I'm shocked Alabama lost. I mean, that was the most shocking They couldn't hit me. their free throws. What, what's the, that kid's name? The one who was missing the free throws last night? He was the oh, SEC, I, I, SEC I, I player of the year. I'll find out in a second. But, um, yeah, dude. they UCLA's Herbert Jones. That's his name. Right, right, right. He, um, he was missing those free throws. He missed two in a row. He, yeah. he missed, I think he was like three for nine or something from the free throw line. They, and were, that, they that, were down one. He got bailed out by his teammate there at the end. By uh, He hit that crazy three as time expired. <laughs> 
That was great. But yeah, we'll see what happens, man. UCLA is good. They got my boy Johnny Juzang from Kentucky. <laughs> his transfer, he's good. Um, I wanted to see the Alabama Michigan. Uh, yeah, though. I was really looking yeah. forward to that. And it's like a football matchup, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think Michigan's looked phenomenal. They played. Um, they they beat. Florida State. A lot of people thought that was going to be an upset. They beat them by 18. Yeah, I never saw it. If Michigan got there, I thought I thought LSU was going to give them the most trouble uh, in that region. But oh, you see, uh, it's a little off topic. Your Giants just signed Danny Shelton. That, hey, 47 seconds ago. That's a that's a nice move for the Giants. You know, they need. He's they not need, bad. No, he's not bad. He's they just gigantic. He yeah. is gigantic. He's going to replace Tomlinson. I'm sure they're going to draft another guy later in the, yeah. in the draft, and that's it. You know. I love Dalvin Tomlinson, but I don't know if paying him. I, I would have loved to keep him, but mm-hmm. they had other needs. They had to spend spread the money elsewhere, and they were gonna. They have guys. They have Dexter Lawrence, yeah. but hey, not bad. Yeah. All right. I say we stop beating around the bush and we get into the MLB. the nitty gritty right now, bro. All right, now so let's let's get into some baseball here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do AL preview. We're gonna do division breakdown, some predictions. And then we're going to go into our AL MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year. Then we're going to do a list. We have lists that we created. We're going to compare on the top five best MLB offseason moves. We're going to compare our lists. We both have them. Then we're going to do an NL preview. Same thing. After the preview of the divisions and the breakdowns, we're going to do a prediction of the awards and all that. So, I mean, let's dive right into this. The AL East, obviously. I'd say it's the best division in baseball, right? I mean, definitely I'm, sorry, one of them. American League, definitely American one League. of them. And so let's let's start off with the Yankees. Obviously, they're the be- they're the best team in the division. Yeah. Offensively, I mean, I, I would not want to pitch to them. It's going to come down to health, and especially health with their starting rotation. I kind of look at the rotation. Listen, I, I obviously you got Garrett Cole. He's one of the two best pitchers in baseball. Then you go down the list, and you got guys like Corey Kluber. You got guys like Jamison Tyon, Jordan Montgomery, Domingo Herman, and then depth definitely, right? You yes. have depth. Yes. I look at guys like Corey Kluber, and I'm like, all right, he's my number two. I'm a little shaky there. I know you feel differently. I like Jamison Tyon a lot, but I mean this team. Listen. They're going to be first yeah. place in the division. Listen, I think being a Yankee fan, obviously, I kind of get the way they operate. And the way the Yankees are looking at it right now is probably, listen, they're going to they're gonna make the playoffs. Like, unless something drastic happens, they're going to make the playoffs. They have their ace that they've been needing for so many years. They have him. You're going to have Severino's coming back in, later in the season. So... Corey Kluber as your number two. Hey, we'll see what happens. If he stays healthy, I think that could be a good number two. But like I said, Severino's coming back. So they they just need to get to the playoffs. Then they, they just have to worry about their game one starter, game two starter, all that. So you have Severino, you have Kluber. I think if you go into the playoffs with all those guys healthy, which is a big ask, especially with the way the Yankees have been over the past yeah. couple of years, you'll have Cole, Severino, Tyon, and Kluber to pick from for a Maybe you'll pitch four guys. Might go three. We'll see what they do. Hopefully they don't do that disaster uh, opener or yeah, whatever the hell they did definitely. last year. That J.A. half game. That was yeah. painful to watch. They took out Garcia after like an inning. But yeah, I mean, 
we know the Yankees. Like I said, I, I keep refreshing Twitter like every two seconds right now about Aaron Judge because he's not in the lineup. He hasn't been in the lineup for the past two days, and the Yankees all of a sudden, Brian Cashman's like MIA, Aaron Boone, they had to start the game late. I'm hoping they made a trade because they were talking about they might make a trade for an infielder. I'm hoping they made a trade, and that's what's going on. And Aaron Judge is just resting for opening tech. That's my dream scenario. Right. And we we know. We know they're the best team in the division. It's going to be held. I think their bullpen is a little thinner than kind of it years is. past. It is. Right? Yeah. And you got the Britain injury. He'll be back, yeah. you know, May. They lost Keenly. He signed with the Dodgers. He's still coming back from Tommy John surgery. Right. That was a big hit for them. But, yeah, they obviously still have Chapman. Chad Green's one of the best relievers in baseball. Right. You have Britton that's coming back. That Darren o- I love that Darren O'Day yes. signing. I think nice he's going to be great for them. They have Justin Wilson. So, I think stole, it's a little... from the Mets. It's, Thank yeah. you very much. It's a little less, like, I don't want to say top-heavy, but, like, like, it's a little less of a powerhouse... But I think it has good depth, and they still have the relievers to be like one of the best bullpens in the in the league. Definitely. And uh, now I want to move on to the next team. I have the Blue Jays coming in second here. The Blue Jays obviously made a lot of moves this offseason. Now, right now, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Robbie Ray's hurt. Crazy injury. He dropped his kid going down a flight of stairs. So he fell and then took the fall for his son Oof. and hurt his elbow. I, I, from what I heard, oh. I think he's going to be okay. The, the, the kid was okay. I think he's going to be fine. He should be ready. Yeah. That's crazy. But they made a lot of moves. They bring in Springer. Big contract. They brought in Robbie Ray. They signed Kirby H, who's, I think, going to miss a lot of time. He was weird. They Did you read that? All the GM said, like, he had some weird stuff about his physical this offseason. A lot season. of teams wanted. The Braves were going to sign him. Yeah. And they didn't. And they didn't he, was, he was, like, one of the best closers in baseball, like, two yeah. years ago. He was great. He was actually a Yankee years ago. It's crazy how these relievers come and go. Like he was a he was like a no name on the Yankees. So was Giovanni Gallegos. He was also on the Yankees. And now both of them are like well respected relievers. It's just funny how these guys have like they just blow up out of the bullpen. Right. Um, but yeah, the Blue Jays, they're interesting. I mean, they're young, obviously. I don't think they're there yet. Um Vladdy Jr., let's see if he uh, like breaks out. It, it, I think it's his time. It's like, all right, let's go now. Well, he he lost pounds, the weight. Better. We'll see what happens. But I don't know, man. I think the Rays might still come in second place. Like that, they the Rays are just such a well-run team. They have a great manager. Um, they still have a great lineup. Yes. Let's see what a Rosarena does. I don't think he's gonna be like a superstar this year, like he was in the postseason. But I think he'll be a good player. Um, but that rotation, that rotation's a little shady. But the Rays Chris are gonna. Archer's the number three starter. Yeah, I know. That's why I have them coming in yeah. third here. I... They're gonna, but the Rays are the, they know how to handle their pitching staff. So maybe they see something in Chris Archer that we don't. Um, they're gonna be scary in a couple of years though. Again, with the yeah. pitching staff, it's kind of like the Rays cycle. They traded. What do they do? They they James Shields was an ace for them. Yep. One came around for him to get a contract. They traded him. Then here comes David Price. He's coming up. He's an ace. Traded him. Blake's uh, Chris Archer having a great season. Looks like their ace. Traded him. Blake Snell. That was one of the best trades. That was, yeah. The I, Pirates. Anytime you make a trade with the Pirates, you're probably doing something right because they have no idea. We might look at that trade in a few years and say that was one of the best trades. Meadows and Glasnow. Yeah. That could literally be their like cornerstones yeah. for their franchise. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, they they got Louis Patino in that trade with. The, I I like him. Padres. I, I he's think really he's good. gonna be legit with them. The, maybe he'll be up this year. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. What do you think about the Sox? 
Sox are interesting. I don't think they're going to be bad. Their pitching's awful. I don't think they're going to be good. I, I have them right here. I have them at 79. Their rotation's three. awful. Their bullpen's awful. Adam Adovino's supposed to be their closer. Yeah. But the only thing that keeps them there is their lineup. They have Devers. They have Bogarts. They have Verdugo. Let's see how J.D. Martinez does. They have a good lineup. They have that guy Bobby Dahlbeck is looking <laughs> like Babe Ruth in spring training right now. They, there's always someone like that every spring, but... We'll see what happens. I love me some Eduardo Rodriguez, though he's not going to be their opening yeah. day star. He has, or he's got a he's bunch got of a stuff. Lot he had those heart on. issues. Yep. They, they, clear, they cleared him for that. I think he's a good pitcher when he's he is. Healthy. He is a good pitcher. He's and, not an ace, but he's a good pitcher. And they got their um, they got their manager back, Alex Cora. Yeah. Oh yeah. Welcome and, back, I mean, Alex. Yeah. Welcome back, Alex. Ugh. Hate him, love him. Yeah. He's a phenom- He's a phenomenal manager. Yeah. He's one of the best managers in baseball. He is a good man. So, yeah, I got them slotted in at fourth. I don't think they're going to be terrible, but I don't think – I think they'll compete a little bit. I think they'll give some teams some headaches, yeah. be annoying, but I don't think they're going to really make a push at the wild. Do we point. really have to go over the Orioles? I or? mean, not really. Adley, Rutschman. They're looking like a little a yeah. little less AAA team-ish. Right. I'd like to see Adley, Rutschman Richie come Martin up. isn't their cleanup hitter anymore. Oh, it's, God. It's, it's, <laughs> God. Things are looking good in Baltimore. Give it like another 10 years. Yeah, I, th- I think we're good there. Let's um, let's move on to the AL Central here. First place, I got. Um, listen, this looks like an exciting team. The Aloy Jimenez injury really hurts, but I, I like the White Sox this yeah. year a lot. They um, they added to their bullpen big time. They traded for Lance Lynn, and they already had a great team there. Lucas Giolito is an ace in my mind, and they have a great off. I love Luis Robert. I think he's an MVP type player. A lot Soon. of people are like this all season. Over I don't. Him. I don't know about this year, no. but I I've think seen in a people th- say he's going to win AL MVP. Yes. I don't think he's there yet. I mean, he's he's definitely going to be a great player, but I don't think he's there yet. No one knew that actually. He didn't even win Rookie of the Year last year. He got beat out by Kyle Lewis. I mean, it was the pandemic season, but right. Maybe if I'd say little... pump the brakes a little on Luis Robert. I yeah, I would pump the brakes on the MVP. Who's? I think that both the Centrals I think are the worst divisions yes. in the league. Because yeah. then you get, you're looking at the Twins, the Royals, the Tigers, and the Indians. Right. Twins are good. The Twins are good. Twins are no, good. the Twins aren't bad. We'll, we'll see how they do this year. I mean, they, they lost. They didn't really do much to their team, honestly. But they didn't lose much no. either. No, no. They, they lost Trevor May to the Mets. They lost Eddie Rosario. They, they didn't. They not that was weird. Him. That was really weird. Eddie Rosario is a good player. A solid player. He went. He signed with Cleveland. Yeah. I like him a lot, actually. Eddie Rosario. But they. I mean, the Twins still got a good team. They got a good, you know, rotation. And I think Cleveland. They got a good. They have obviously a great pitcher in Shane Bieber, and they have a solid rotation. But I don't know if I see that team like going being in contention for a wild card this year. I think they're going to be like around five hundred. I got them at five hundred. Yeah. And coming in third. Yeah. I love Jose Ramirez. I love Shane Bieber. I think he's going to get traded at the deadline, Jose Ramirez. Really? Yeah. Watch out for the Braves to trade for I, Jose I Ramirez. I really not like that watch, as a Mets fan. I watch mean, out really for that. Not I'm like telling that. you, dude. Watch out. Um, Tigers and Royals. Royals are made a little noise this offseason. I'll give it to them for a small market big, team. Big, big okay. fan of the Kansas City okay, Royals relax, here. Relax. I love their lineup. They were aggressive. Yeah. The, no, the, if you look at their lineup, they're still they're – they're not – I, my prediction They're is the Royals. My prediction here is seventy-five and eighty-seven. I obviously okay. don't like them yeah. enough to even put them close to five hundred, right. but I think they're interesting. Yeah. I think they have pieces that they can possibly move at the deadline to get 
you know, more young talent. They have Bobby Witt Jr. I, I think he's going to come up. He's looked great in spring training. Oh, yeah. I won't kill you for that. Okay. Just a quick interruption. I just had a big sigh of relief. Breaking news. Aaron Judge was under the weather and had to go through MLB protocols. Aaron Boone said on yes. There you go. Oh, my God. Thank God. Go. So it was a COVID scare. Oh, my God. There I feel like a go. weight has been lifted off my shoulder. I was like... Watching the Yankee game, getting these alerts, just literally an hour ago, and I'm like, oh my god. I was literally talking, me and my brother went to dinner the other night, talking about the Yankees, and I'm like, yeah, like, Judge is doing this off-season program, like, let's see how he's doing, like, I he get says, so, I get so nervous, yeah, he said he feels good, but I'm like, you know, let's, I don't want to get all, uh, jump on top of him yet, but let's, let's see how it goes. Right. And then, um, today, I'm like, oh, here we go again, this is like episode four, but for now, we're safe, hopefully, uh. I don't get a scare like this for a while with him. Right. And definitely, I mean, if he's healthy, he is an MVP candidate. Yeah, Obviously, for sure. so you want to see him healthy here. So we were on the Royals. We're yeah. going to go. Tigers. I, did, I mean, listen. They got A.J. Hinch. Uh, good for you, A.J. Hinch. You, you got a job. I mean, he's a good manager as much as you hate him. He's a yeah, good I know. I know. Um... But yeah, they're they're the Tigers. I mean, they're not gonna. They I feel bad for the Tigers though. First of all, I they never won a World Series in that the early two twenty tens, like when they had Scherzer and Mickey was in his prime and Verlander. They were a really good team. I feel really bad for Tiger fans because they got like a little a little hope that remember Michael Fulmer was yeah. like looking good and they had yeah. some guys calling up Matt Boyd and then that guy um Spencer Turnbull was having a good season like it looked like their rotation was gonna and then they all just blew up like Matthew Boyd is like a four starter now yeah. like he's nothing I don't even know what's going on Fulmer isn't he like I don't know what was he on the Mets oh no he, the Mets traded Mets him traded for, for Cespedes. Cespedes yeah okay but yeah he's, he like blew up that guy I don't know what happened to him Fulmer was a phenomenal prospect. Dude, Rob, yeah, Gary of the Rookie of the Year. Don't get me started yeah, on that. Oh, God. Um, I'm excited. They have a lot of guys coming up, the Tigers. They do. We might even see a few of them this year. They do. I'm a huge Spencer Torkelson fan. Yeah, I know. You won't stop talking about him. It's kind of weird. I love him. I can't wait to see him come up if it's this year or next year. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's move on to the AL West, which I think is an underratedly terrible division. Yes, I agree with you. Oh, my God. Like, I think it's terrible. I think the Astros are going to win this division by default. I have really? them slotted into 89 wins here. Well, they're, they're, they have they have two jokes of a team in there. The Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners are a joke. Like, the Mariners, the Mariners actually can, like, have some potential because they have Kyle Lewis and then Kellenic's yeah. coming up. Like, the, the Rangers, like, I don't know what that team is looking like this year, but it is like they are going to be knocking the door on going under 50 wins. Like, I, they are terrible. I think Joey Gallo is the only guy I can yeah. really talk about. I went on, on uh, Roto Champ, and I was playing a game with my brother looking at their lineup, and we were trying to guess their lineup. I think I got, like, three people. They have these, like, random guys that I've literally never heard of or would just be like, their, okay, their lineup looks like a Rule 5 draft. That's literally what it looks like. <laughs> That's what their lineup looks like. Just really quick. I don't want to go on a rant about the Texas Rangers. <laughs> but Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Okay, I know who he is, right? David Dahl, which is kind of like a weird signing because, like, he kind of had a little hype in he got Colorado. by Colorado. Yeah. They, they got killed for he's supposed, is, That's not a bad Yeah, sign. he's supposed to be their cleanup hitter. Then you got Nick Solak, who's supposed to be batting fifth. Oh, 
Who in God's name is Jose Trevino? Yep. Nope. Never heard of him. Then they have Leody Tavera. Like, who are these people? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't even. I don't even want to. I can't name. A and you know, uh, you know, yeah, you know who their ace is? Who? It's uh, Kyle Gibson. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I think I think we're good then. Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, second place is interesting now. Do you, you have the Astros coming in first? I don't have the Astros coming in who first. Do you have? Okay, I'm not usually on this team because I think I like they say. always have like shaky pitching. But I think the LA Angels, man, I wow. think I think they might get a little aggressive at the deadline, get a wow. starter. I don't normally in a powerhouse division, I would say they're not going to win it. But I think th- with the weakness of their division, they could kind of skate. Up they could skate by with, and their bullpen isn't that bad. They got Rizal Iglesias. Uh-huh. They have some solid pieces in their bullpen. Beat up on the Mariners. Beat up on yeah. the Angels. Yeah, I expect Anthony Rendon to have a huge season. I think he's going to be very yeah, good in the in the MVP on. conversation. I I got the A's coming in second. I'm not a big fan of the Oakland Athletics here. Yeah, I think they're um they. I don't know what the, they, they they never have the they haven't had the pitching. They lost Liam Hendricks, which they is a big loss. Liam Hendricks, the best closer in baseball. Yeah. So I'm not as high on that. Matt Chapman, listen, there's a lot of hype around Matt Chapman. I'm not a huge Matt Chapman guy. Me neither. So, I think he's I think he's definitely a great player. Like, I think he's like an all star yeah, player, yeah. but he's not like an MVP candidate. Definitely. And, and then I got your Angels coming in at second. I mean, I mean in third. Excuse me. Listen. I, I can't. The rotation's thin. They got I, a lot I, of number three starters mixed in. There, I know. You know, at the top of that rotation. I, I know. They're they're not they're not exactly a sexy team on paper, especially the rotation. I mean, the that lineup is nice. Um, let's see how Otani does. I don't know what his deal is with his health and if he's going to be pitching right. and all of that. Um, but I mean, they got some solid guys here. They got Dylan Bundy had a good season. Andrew Heaney's like an underrated pitcher. I like Andrew Heaney. Um, Quintana, let's see. He he's been like really mediocre the past couple of years. But let's see. I got I got a little faith. Yeah, a part of me is. I I think maybe I'm being a little biased because I obviously despise the Astros and I just really want to see Mike Trout like get a chance to play in the playoffs again. Right. Um, so maybe I'm like going a little fanboy here for Mike Trout and uh, hating on the Astros, but. I think they have, this is their best shot at winning the division the past couple of years. I think this is their best shot. I, I, I absolutely agree with you there. I mean, they got they got Rendon, they got Otani, they got Trout. They got three major stars. Yeah. It would be pretty cool to see them in the playoffs. We touched on the Mariners a little bit. They got a lot of prospects coming up. They're very young. Uh, obviously, Jared Kelnick from my Mets. Uh, mm-hmm. He looks yeah, like he's going to be. Yeah, how that work out? He looks like he's going to be a superstar, yeah. so. They're going to be a fun team to watch probably in the middle of the year with all these young guys coming up. So I don't want to throw a lot of shade at them, but, you know, let's wait for these guys to yeah. come up. Well, at least they got uh, – the Mariners got rid of their um, – that executive that oh was God, yeah. bragging about how he charges people extra for parking <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. That. He's like, we are so cheap. We're making so much money right now because we're so bad and we're, like, not spending any money. If you haven't seen that video, please go look it up because it's it's really guy is an actual. Else. I think he woke up that day and was like, you know what, I want to get fired. Yeah, I mean, really, guy is an, a moron. So let's go to our awards predictions for the American League. Um, I'll start off first. You want to go tit for tat here? Or yeah, you we'll just... go MVP, MVP. All right, all right, all right. So I got 
my boy Jose Ramirez winning the AL wow. MVP. Wow. Okay. Listen, I don't want to be you know a casual here and say, oh, Mike Trout's gonna win. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mike I, Trout I, is I, I, I am being you're, a casual. You're a casual. I'm being yeah. a casual. So I'm trying to be a little different. I got Jose Ramirez here. I listen. I think they're gonna be a team that floats around 500. I think they're gonna be a team that's competitive, annoying, kind of like what I said about the Red Sox. Yeah. He listen. He, he's gonna hit 30 plus home runs. He drives in a lot of guys and he steals some bases. He hits for a nice average. So I love Jose Ramirez. He's a complete player, and okay. I got him as my MVP. Like I said, I am being casual here. I'm going Mike Trout. Well, if you I got was, them winning the division, yeah, he's gonna have to. Have uh, yeah, something. I kind of based my picks off of that. I, yeah. They had to make sense. I wasn't gonna pick them to finish last, but he would win the MVP. Right. Um. The AL, I was looking down the, you know, like I was doing some stuff. I was actually going on fantasy baseball rankings just to use it as a template to look at the top players in the AL. AL compared to the NL in terms of like MVPs, it's pretty weak. Yeah. Like if you think of the top players in baseball, if you go to the top 20 players in baseball, like 13 or maybe 14 of them are in the National League. Like yeah. the NL is loaded with stars. The NL is loaded with teams. The, the team's just better. Yeah. Than the NL. So I just went, I went with, I think his biggest competition for MVP is Ramirez and a healthy Aaron Judge right. and some other guys. Who knows? He's going to have a breakout season. Um, but yeah, I just went with Trout. Pretty easy pick right there, Pretty I think. Easy. Next, we got um, A.L. Cy Young. I, I have went, an idea who you're going here. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that I have another Indian. I have Shane wow, Bieber okay. here. Wow, okay. I thought you were going Giolito. I'm surprised I almost switched it this morning because I made this list a couple of weeks, so I almost switched it this morning. I'm going with Bieber, and it's weird. I have the Indians finishing third place division. Yeah. But I, I think Shane Bieber, I don't think last season was a fluke. I think Shane Bieber's legit. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to say uh, Shane Bieber here. All right, I'm going a little, uh, you know, Yankee bias no, here. I'm, no going, I'm picking, I don't think this is Yankee bias. So, Garrett Cole, no, I mean, no, no. he's the best pitcher in the American League. Um, yeah, I think there is some competition. Definitely, you have Shane Bieber and everything like that. But I think this is the year Cole finally gets his Cy Young. Um, Probably should have gotten one a couple years Yeah, ago. and I, I, when when he was an Astro, I voted for him uh, when I was, you know, talking with my friends or whoever. I said he should be uh, Cy Young. Verlander got it. Uh, don't agree with that, but yeah, I'm gonna go Garrett Cole. My picks for the AL awards are a little like they are pretty casual. I think there's yeah. not a lot of parity in the AL. I right. My NL are very different though. All right, so rookie of the year, I'm gonna go with uh, Jared Kelnick. Yep, me too. Guy uh, looks like an absolute beast. It I looks mean, like he's gonna hit 350, knock uh, knock in some runs, 20 home runs. Great defender in center. I mean, yeah, he looks like he's gonna be a stud, and it's gonna make me. Really, really upset as a Mets fan. Yeah. Who you got in manager of the year? Um, interesting choice here for manager of the year. Oh I have the White Sox winning their division and surprising all oh, the people Oh, yeah, Tony LaRusso, Mr. DUI. And I can't, I really, like, the, the hire was crazy, but I, I do have You think winning. just by default he's going to win it because they're, you know, a great, they're a great team. Kevin Cash is a great manager. But yeah. He won he manager won of the year a yeah. couple they're of times. They're not going to give it to him already. Right. Again. They they gave him it because their team was had a low payroll and they were interesting yeah. and he was doing good things but they were a great team. I just think the surprise team here, not really surprise team, but the team that like we see breaks out is gonna be Tony Larusa. Giving it to Tony Larusa. Okay. Yeah. I got Joe Madden. I gotta go with well, the I, Angels. Yeah, I gotta I, go with Joe Madden. Yeah. Uh, Joe Madden's a great manager. He's got a great history. Um, I think he, he adds another manager of the year to his uh, to his collection, and he gets the Angels to the playoffs. If they win that division, he will be the manager. He'll be the manager. Yeah. Unless something crazy happens in another division.
For sure. The SND Podcast channel could be listened to on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, SNDblog.com. We could also be found on all of the social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget, since you love our show so much, make sure to rate, review, and of course, share with all your family and friends. All right, and we are back. Thank you for being here. Uh, so now we're going to move on to our list. We have our top five moves of the MLB offseason. So let's start at five. We'll work our way up. We'll go tip for tat, right? Okay. So my fifth best move of the offseason was Liam Hendricks to the White Sox and mm. just the complete overhaul of their bullpen. Listen, their rotation might not be as strong. They're getting guys back. This is going to be a formidable bullpen one of the best in baseball and that's thanks to adding one of the best closers in baseball Liam Hendricks okay uh that did not make my list I was considering it the only reason why I didn't put it on is because of the money like I think he he's 32 years old they gave him a three-year contract it was like 56 million dollars that is a very big contract for a reliever that's like Chapman money I think he deserves it he's a great closer but I didn't, I didn't put it on the list. My number five, little bit of a, a quiet deal. I think it was actually the first deal of the offseason. I have Charlie Morton, one-year, $15 million deal with the Braves. Now, this is very underrated. Charlie Morton goes back to the Braves. He started there in the beginning of his career. I think he's from around the area. This is a one-year, $15 million deal. The Braves have done this a couple times. They signed Cole Hamels, Felix Hernandez. They've signed some veteran guys to one. Yeah, not so good. To one-year deals. Charlie Morton is a great postseason pitcher. His regular season last year, he was banged up. He didn't have a good regular season, but it was a 60-game season. I think this is a very underrated, good team value deal, and it brings a veteran presence in the rotation for the Braves who are going to be in the postseason and competing for a World Series. I agree with some of that, but I mean, he's been injured, right? Like that's been a problem. He has been, yes. and he's he's an older guy. He's not young. Okay, how, how old is he? He's like in his late thirties. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't, Guys pitch well in the no, late thirties. Believe me, I get that, but this is a guy that's had a lot of injuries. I don't know. I just think this is a very. This could be a big boom deal for the like. He can be a very very good pitcher for them, especially in the postseason. Boom or bust here for sure. Yes. All right. So my fourth move here, fourth best move, was the Yankees getting DJ LeMayu for a six-year, $90 million. I mean, come on. I mean, that seems like a little... Fourth? Well, you didn't hear my other two. Okay. My other three, excuse me. That's my fourth. Uh, They got a steal here. I mean, he's a great player. He's, you know, he's up there in age. He's going to be 33 soon. But... Yeah, that's my fourth move. I mean, what, what do you mean, like, this is a bad thing? It's the fourth best move they got, of the whole offseason. They got a guy who finishes in the top – I think he's had two top five MVP finishes last two years for $15 million a year. Okay. $15 million. Hey, Listen, he's great. Don't he's a get top, me wrong. He's easily a top 20 player in baseball, and they gave him $15 million a year. I think he's great. And I and this con I mean I thought he was gonna get more and I would have paid him more if I was a general manager. Mm-hmm. But And they need they needed they, to bring they him back. They needed to bring him back. And hear me try and understand what I'm about to say. This has been a year and a half of dominance and he's been great and he's thirty. He started this when he was what, 31, 32, this mm-hmm. dominance. I I don't know, like I think he's great. He's a great he's, hitter. He's a great hitter. He's always been a great hitter, but 
I think we need to like a little bit like chill here. I mean, he's what do you great. mean chill? I mean, what you're making you... him listen. He's been great, but this is like almost like not normal. Look at his whole career. This is not normal. Okay, how how many guys have we seen come to the Yankees and just start raking? DJ LeMahieu, Luke Voigt, Gio Urshela. Like, they know what they're doing. They see, they look at the analytics, they see potential. This is the Yankee thing. This is DJ LeMahieu. Yes. The, the Yankees are very good at finding hitters like this. DJ LeMahieu is a legit hitter. Even if you're saying he's not going to, like, whatever, this isn't going to last long. I don't think he's going to be an MVP. For what, his market, like for what his market value is, that is an insane deal yet. They but got you him have for to understand s- me. I'm not knocking the deal, I think. Uh, what I'm knocking is you calling me crazy because I have a fourth on my list. Yeah, because you are. That, I, see, I don't think so. I don't know what did, deals. I have a feeling th- our top four we both have on our list just in different orders. None of these ones that I have, I can't. Uh, all right, I'll tell you right now. He's second. on um, That okay. deal is second on my list. Okay. I can't see him that being a worse deal or than any of these other moves besides one. Your fourth. What is it? Um... My fourth is Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco to the Mets for Andres Jimenez, Ahmed Rosario, and two prospects. I think this is a great deal. Carrasco's already hurt. Um, the only reason why it's not higher is because Lindor's a rental. Like, let's see, let's see if they can extend him, but that has nothing to do with the contract. Um, so you only get Lindor for a year. They're probably going to extend him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jimenez, is, I think, is going to be a solid uh, player. Ahmed Rosario, I was never crazy yes. about him. Apparently, they're playing him in center field, and he like can't catch a fly ball, so that's not good for them. But yeah, I think this is a great trade for the Mets. They obviously get a very, very good player in Francisco Lindor, a guy who is uh, an all definitely going to be an all-star this year. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's a really good deal. And that's third on my list. I think the fact that they got Carrasco in this deal, they gave up Ahmed Rosario and... Jimenez, who frankly are both blocked by Lindor and their other top prospect, yeah. so who looks very good. Now I don't know that much about Isaiah Green and Josh Wolf. I'm sure you know better than I do. Uh, I know they're not anything they're special. Crazy, you know. I mean, Green was their ninth ranked um, prospect. He's an outfielder, and Wolf they had just drafted a couple of years ago. They don't. They project him to be like a back end starter, if if that. So that's that's your number three. What? That's my that's third. Your number three. Yeah, okay. that's my third. So I need your third now. Number three, Fernando Tatis Jr., fourteen-year, three hundred forty million dollar extension. I love this dude. Um, one definitely one of my favorite players in the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a win-win for Tatis and for the Padres. Um, did they give him more money than I like? Then some people expected when you look at the like Acuna deals and the Albies deal and like some other deals I think like those that. Those are terrible. Those deals. are. I think this is what those deals kind of yeah, like. This look is like. this is a great like Fernando Tatis is going. He has like Hall of Famer written all over him. Yep. This guy is amazing. He's got to say he's Albie, but yeah. very young. I think he's in his what is he 21, 22, yep. something like that. So fourteen years, he's thirty five. That's that's still like he could still be a good player. There are plenty of guys who are thirty five and are still good players. Um, and you, it's, he got 340 million. That's actually not terrible average annual value though. No, that's, isn't that under, that's under 30. So what they did was, so until he's done, they structured it so that basically the next four years, he gets paid $9 million to avoid the arbitration. Mm -hmm. And after he would be a free agent. Yeah. 
It's a thirty million dollars yeah. a year. That's what they. That's, that's why they're doing. they're going for it right now. That's why they traded for all those yep. guys. None of those other moves made it onto my list. None of the other Padre moves made it on my list. Either did I. FYI, that didn't make it on my list. Really? Surprisingly. Okay. My number two is Nolan Arenado to the St. Louis Cardinals. Listen, Arenado is a phenomenal player. Some people might cry and say, "Oh, the course field effect." Listen. I think there is a little bit of a course field effect. Not too much where you're going to say, oh, this guy isn't a good player. If he was a 40 home run, 110 RBI guy in Colorado, I think he's a 30 home run, 100 RBI guy in St. Louis. I think he's an absolute stud. He's one of, I think, the 10, 15 yeah, best players great. in baseball. And the thing is, they didn't give up one top 100 the Rock, No, the Rockies got fleeced. They got fleeced, and they're paying $50 million. They, yeah, they gave them $50 million. Yeah. I think he had an opt-out after this year. I don't yes. know if it was a team opt-out or whatever. So, if it was a team, then I get it. It's you a would player. trade him because then you wouldn't just opt out of him and let him walk. It's a, pl- it's a player? Yeah, it's a player. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, they, they got... I don't know what the Rockies were... Like, they literally signed him, like, two years ago. And then the year To an eight-year deal. And then all of a sudden, they just, like, blew it up. We're like, oh, never mind. We're not, we're not going to try and win for a while. Even before like, COVID you... happened with the financial stuff, a year after they signed the contract, they started... Talking about trading yeah. him, and I thought it was crazy then. Yeah. So I had, I already said I had Lemayhew too. Nolan Arenado. This is very. I'm like kind of scared for what your number one is gonna be because that was my number one. So no, no other things that are on my list are gonna be your number one. Yours no. is off of my list. Okay, yeah, oh, definitely. All right, it's gonna surprise. Drop you. it on me. Let's go. Steve Cohen officially buys uh, the New York Mets, and you know what? Mets boy coming out right no, now. No, it's not even that. It's it's what it does for the rest of the game. This is a major market team that's acted like a mid-market team for the past 20 years. And this is finally them coming out of like, c- coming back to life. And it's going to add excitement. And it's the best move possible for I the get New York it, but Mets. Let, like, dude, let's let's pump the brakes a little, okay? What do you mean pump the this brakes? Guy's, this guy owned a hedge fund. Like, he's a, he's obviously very rich, but he's never owned a baseball team before. So you can't just say a guy who's never owned a baseball team okay. before. All right, yeah, here's number one. When the the Cardinals are going out and ripping the Rockies off, getting on and out for free, basically. Right, but it's not even that. It's the ability to say... Okay, there are a lot of things wrong with this front office. There's a lot of things wrong with the team. And him being able to look at that and say, I'm not going to be able to run this right now. i got to hire people to do this job. And I'll learn oh, it all eventually. He did a good job of that with uh, Jared Porter. Yeah, yeah listen, yeah. Jared Porter was a great general manager before <laughs> yeah, we started having some For two fun. weeks before he got some allegations on him. No, but... And then the Mickey Calloway thing happened. Good luck for the Mets. Yeah, the Mets, good. the Mets thing is that... Well, he didn't hire Mickey Calloway. Um, Sandy did still. <laughs> gonna, yeah, yeah, and he's still there. The Mets, Sketchy. the Mets had one of the worst analytical departments in the league. They put no money into it because they didn't have any, mm-hmm. and they put the money into that. They now they're trying to become the East Coast version of the LA Dodgers. And listen, it's just putting the right people in the right situations, having the money, and being able to say, you know what. I'll take a step back for a little while because I don't know what I'm doing. Let me hire the professionals to do that job and put us in the best position. Let's see how it works out. Let's see how it works out for sure. I mean, the the, the things on Twitter, listen, that that bothers me a lot. I mean, he's on Twitter this morning talking about the Lindor extension again. And 
Yeah, he's, 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 he's showed up sometimes. Show up. No, but this is this is my point. Like all these things I have I mean, obviously this is a different move. We're talking about an owner, not yeah. players. But all these guys like Nolan Arenado is an MVP candidate, DJ May, MVP Fernando Tatis, like all these guys are great players. I think they're good value and stuff. Uh, my point is Steve Cohen has no experience. So but let's he has not the money. This is like like think about how stupid if we were doing the show five years ago or whenever it was, and I was like, Oh, best NBA offseason moves. Nick's hiring Phil Jackson. He's a uh, uh, Hall of Fame NBA coach. He's won multiple championships. Some people and Phil Jackson was an absolute dumpster fire. Some people would have said that. So, for a guy that's never done this job before, let's not give him the number one spot. I think right. he's smart enough to real, and he said it. He's smart enough to realize mm-hmm. I'm not. St- I'm not getting in the way of the baseball. People. You're just saying that because you. I'm saying that because that's what he said. Listen, at the press listen. Conference. I am happy for you. Like as a Jets fan, I would love to know what that's like. To finally get rid of these dumb owners and get a new owner, but let let's not you know anoint Steve Cohen as a, a Hall of Famer yet and say he's see what my the number one offseason. See what my uh, see what my football team's owner said yesterday. What John Mara? Danny Dimes thinks he can win a Super Bowl. Anyway, okay. Let's okay. get back yeah. to um, our predictions. We're gonna go Is move he... over to the NL and we're gonna start. In the NL East. Like an AFL Super Bowl? Or... <laughs> oh, my God. It's just um, going to the Canada so, League or something? So Danny I got... Danny turnovers. All right, go ahead. As much as I hate this, I got the Atlanta Braves winning the NL East. Um, listen, you know, they got, they, they've got they added to the bullpen a little bit. They're going to get healthy there. They're going to get Soroka back in the rotation. They've added to the rotation. So, listen, they're, they've been the kings of the NL East for a few years now. And I don't think there's anything that... You know, tells me that they're not going to do that. I listen. I have I have them at ninety two wins, and I I just think there's so many good teams in this division. They're all going to beat up on each other. I don't think the winner of this division is going to win more than you know ninety three, ninety four games. Yeah. So I got the Braves coming in first place. All right, this is ah, dude. The NL East is like honestly the division I had the hardest time with. I am going to put the Braves in first, but um. I mean, we, we know how good they are. They have that one of the best lineups in baseball. Right. Their pitching staff, I think their bullpen is underrated. I think they have some solid guys in the bullpen. Will Smith is good. They have Chris Martin. They have some good pieces in their bullpen. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to come in first. Second place, I think if the Padres weren't didn't do what they were they did this past season, uh, this past offseason, I think you would have seen two wild cards come out of this division. Right. Um. It's such a toss-up for me. I'm giving the wild card to the Mets. I think they're going to finish in second. But it was like I was so close to picking the Nationals. I think yeah. the Nationals are like still a very, very good team. They have Juan Soto. Max Scherzer, I think, still has a lot left in the tank. Um, let's see how – but a lot of the question is health. And let's yeah. see how Strasburg does. And they need Corbin to bounce back. And their bullpen is very sketchy. Right. I went with the Mets as well in second place, I think. There's a lot to love about. I think they're going to have one of the best offenses in baseball. I really do. They've had one of the best offenses in baseball. Define best offenses in baseball. I mean, batting average, runs, home runs. Okay, yeah, I'm not an idiot. Like, where where are they going to finish? Top five. Okay, let's see. Now now you're smoking crack. I need you to name five offenses. The New York Yankees, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the San Diego Padres. The offensively, yes. Not no. You cannot sit here and tell me offensively that the Padres. God, are better what are you gonna throw a parade for JD Davis and all these guys? Like, okay, no. they have. 
Who's their best offensive player is either Alonzo or Lindor, right? right? Then they have Conforto, who's Mr. Inconsistent, but I think he's going to have a good season. He's a very good player. Brandon Nimmo is like discount Aaron Hicks. Like, he's going to walk. He's gonna not, walk. but he's not a good fielder. He's not a good defensive center no, fielder. No, he's not. But I'm what, not, what we're talking about, uh, we're not. We're not. High average. Yeah. Second base, Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil. Let's see how he plays. He's a batting His title power contender numbers, every season. His power numbers were down last year. Let's see how they do. The Padres have Manny Machado. And Francis and Fernando Tatis, so that's a better one-two than the Mets. Yes, agreed. Then who else? I mean, like Eric Hosmer, no, no. Second base, Jake Cronenworth, no. Jake Cronenworth, don't sleep on Jake Cronenworth. Jeff McNeil is better. All right, yeah, Jeff McNeil is better than Jake Cronenworth. That outfield, Tommy, you know I love me some Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham. Offensively, I'm taking Dom Smith over him Uh. every day of the week. You need to look at what this Wait, guy's First of all, done. Dom Smith is going to... I don't know if he's going to be full-time in left field because his defense might be atrocious. And let's He hasn't been this bad this spring, and they're going to have to get his bat in the lineup every time. Center field, Trent Grisham looks good. like he's going to be a good player. He Trent won the gold Grisham, glove last year. I'll give you Trent Grisham over... And then they got Will Myers and Wright. Okay, you know Michael what? Conforto. I'm not going to fight you and to the death about James this. catcher James is better than their... I don't even know what that catch is. That uh, it's Rick, Austin Nola got hurt. Uh, yeah, Victor Carrot. It's yeah, going to be somebody. Okay. Maybe I think it's pretty close between them. Fine. Just so you don't blow up, I yeah. won't say the Padres. Also, the Mets have the best hitting pitchers in baseball. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Let the pitchers hit. Oh, I want to see a pitcher hit 180. Yeah, <laughs> so fun. It hit a home run every once in a while. Okay. The Yankees, the Dodgers, the Braves. The Braves. Definitely. Now let's uh, look at... I'm just thinking off the top of my head. The only other team is the White Sox, and then I got the Mets. Oh, yeah, the White Sox. And the Mets. Their top five offense in baseball... It the last season, the last couple of know, seasons, teams come out, like, they've had the, the highest batting average in the NL or right there. I'm saying players. the the Astros have a better line. Okay, so we'll, we'll listen. We'll, we agree to disagree. We will see this season. Their rotation, they got to get healthy. Obviously, um, the Carrasco thing is obviously concerning. But, Marcus Stroman unblocked you yet, or uh, Marcus Stroman has me blocked on Twitter because last season I said I wouldn't give him, even consider giving him the qualifying offer. And I said he was trash and that they should let him walk. He's the same guy who said he was he opted out of the season because of COVID. And then he went yeah, and traveled he, around the world with and his And I dad. called him out for that. And he blocked me. I called him soft. Yeah, so, because he doesn't like getting called out. No, but the thing about Stroman is, obviously I'm rooting for him. And he's in a huge situation where he has to be good. Because when you look at the free agent pitchers next year, you got Scherzer, Verlander, and Kershaw. They're all older guys. We all expect them to go back to their teams. There's a chance Strowman can be the young, the youngest guy and one of the premium free agents next season. Yeah. So he's got to be great. He's because it's a weak, it's a weak it's starting a, pitcher yes. class. So and he, he might cash in. get overpaid. That's why I said Conforto shouldn't take money from the Mets because if he has a good no, season, absolutely not. Everybody's going to jump all over these shortstops, and then if you look at the outfield, he could get a nice contract. It's completely different with Lindor, but I. I think he's going to test the market, and he's going to get paid big time yeah, because he he's going to be the best outfielder, uh, outfielder there. Um, the Phillies, I think the Wait, Phillies... Wait, third place or second place? Well, I was just... the I have the Mets coming in second, I have the Nationals coming in third. I got Nationals in third. Uh, I'll be quick here. I think the Nationals, obviously, they have injury issues. They have um, they have bullpen issues, but their lineup is still very good. Juan Soto is one of the three best players in baseball. I, I think he's phenomenal. And, you know, listen, we'll see. If they're healthy, they definitely can push the Mets there. The Phillies are just... I think if the Phillies were playing in the NL Central, they'd have a chance at, win, at winning that division. 
Um, but it, it's just it's such a stacked division. I don't think yeah. they're just not there yet. Their bullpen is still very suspect. Even their rotation doesn't have a lot of depth in it at all. I mean, I think Nola and Wheeler is a very good one too. Yeah, sure. But I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think there's mu- there's much more to that. Um, and even the Marlins, I'm actually not like I don't hate the Marlins this Neither year. I just I. think the division is so good. The Marlins made the playoffs last year. They're probably the best last um, place team if that means. Yeah, them. yeah, but I don't. I mean, it was a COVID season. I don't think over 162 game season they would have made the playoffs. But um, they got young arms. They got you know they're they're solid. Yeah, Sixto yeah. Sanchez. They got Pablo Lopez. They they got some good guys. Sandy Alcantara. I I go back to Phillies actually, and I argue with a bunch of uh, WIP hosts on. Um, Twitter all the time. I mean, oh, they just, I'm sure they, that's fun. No, it's no, it's really, really annoying, and it's concerning how little they know about the <laughs> Phillies, um, because they cover them. The Phillies to me are very, very interesting, but I don't think they're good. No, they're. I like their lineup. Their lineup. They have a solid good, lineup. But you just said they're not there yet. No. What they're are they not. waiting for? They're that is true. Harper is get. Listen, Harper's young, but at the same time, you know, he's gonna be. He's I just, gonna be I just think they, they haven't. Uh, you know, gotten the right players. Like they haven't spent their money well, and they've gone for it here, and it's and they're going for. They it the went top time. heavy. They yes. went top heavy. They got Real Muto. They got Harper. They got Zach Wheeler. But now, like they're not a deep team. That is their problem. Depth. Like if you looked, if we judged MLB teams based off their top seven players, the Phillies would be like pretty high on the yeah. list. But the rest, their bullpen is terrible. The rest of their rotation is bad. And the and even something like Odubel Herrera is in their lineup. Like, it's Odubel Herrera. He's, I love Odubel he's Herrera. Not, why do you now. Why do you love Odubel? What I'm is, a big Odubel Herrera okay. guy. You're a big everybody guy with, with some weird people. I, I don't know. know. I don't know where it comes from. Drupal Cabrera too. Love All him. right, let's go to the most gross division in baseball, yep. the NL Central. Uh, yeah. I think the Cubs are going to win this division. Are you serious? Um, yeah, I think. Okay. Oh my. God. I think they're going to win it. The Cardinals, I think, is like an easy pick. Like, oh, they got Arenado. Like, let's just pick the Cardinals to win. I think the Cubs, they, they're going to have a nice little bounce back here. I th- I'm, as you know, I'm all over Chris Bryant yeah. bounce back. They got Rizzo still. They got Baez, who I, I think is a little overrated, but he's still a good player. Then you got guys like you got Ian Happ, Wilson Contreras, Jock Peterson. Watch out for Jock. He's raking in spring training he right runs. now. Rock out. Watch out for Jock Peterson. And the rotation's good. I think Zach Davies was a, is a good piece they got back bad. for Darvish. Kyle Hendricks is pretty consistent every year. Yep. He's like a uh, a low number one kind of guy, mm, like maybe yeah. num- like number two, like Probably that area. Two, He's a top thirty pitcher in baseball. Sure. So, but but then again, there aren't thirty number ones yes. in baseball. That's why they're so rare to get. But yeah, and I think their their bullpen's a little, but I think I think they're. Uh, I think the Cubs are going to win the division. Very low on the Cubs. I got my boys in St. Louis taking it. I think uh, offensively they're going to have a nice lineup. Uh, Dylan Carlson is going to be up their top prospect, and he looks like he is a beast. Um, you know, listen, their rotation is, you know, not all there, but they definitely will have the ability to add to the deadline or something. And I just think it's a weak division, and they have the best roster in the division. Such chalky division. And I, I you know, I've always been a Cardinals guy for some reason. I always they have I nice always, jerseys. They have beautiful and jerseys, they have a nice stadium. And I've always been like kind of a, a fan of them. To be completely, you're, you're munching on the chalk right now. I know. Um, I, I'm surprised you didn't go with the Pirates. I thought the Pirates. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're looking really good. Oh, I don't know if the Pirates 
don't even talk about 50 wins. I don't know if they're going to get 40 wins. They might be historically bad this yep, year. You're 100% correct um, that. So, I think we both agree that they're finishing last. Yes. Um, I think the Cardinals are – I'll give you my predictions right now. I'm going Cubs, Cardinals, Brewers, Reds, okay. Pirates. I got the Brewers coming in second. I think then, the Brewers have a lot of holes. They do. I think they're a little better than the Cubs, though. And then I got the Cubs. And the Reds – Reds aren't terrible. No, they're but, not. And I, I think they might almost be better than the Cubs. And then, obviously, the Pirates are putrid. They're actually, like, ter- I don't know what they're doing. I don't understand how, why teams do this. Cabrian Hayes is pretty good. I mean, he, he looks is. like he's going to be is. stud. But, other than that, there's really nothing. Um, I, I definitely agree. They, they've they made, even, like, some guys, like, why did you even have to trade them? Like, I, I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I know they made that Joe Musgrove deal. Oh, they traded Tyon. Like, they made a bunch of trades. And it's like, do you really, like, at one point, is it enough? Where how many guys can you trade? And how, like, how how much can you tear it down? Like, are you just going to be that bad? Right. Anyways. Um, West here. Um, this yeah. is the, I, in my opinion, this was the easiest division to pick. Yes. Agreed. Uh, obviously, this one or the AL East was the easiest. Obviously, I got the Dodgers here. They're absolutely loaded. We were doing our fantasy. We had a fantasy baseball draft last night for a league that my uncle runs, and we were saying three of the Dodgers pitchers got picked in the first two rounds. Yes, yeah, and that's not even to mention Bellinger and Betts went in the first two as well. It's so. unbelievable how stacked and loaded they are. Yeah. So, I got them coming in number one. I'm sure you have the same. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I got them first. I do have the Padres second. I think that's kind of an obvious yes. pick. Now, third. I have a feeling me and you are going to agree on this. Um, the Giants. Love the Giants. I think they're going to be like around 500. Yeah. I don't think they're that bad. Absolutely. And you know what the interesting part is? They're going to be around 500. They got some good guys there. They're going to be good in a couple of years. They have a lot of money to spend. Mike Stremski, baby. Mike Stremski. I just wish he was younger. I he's know, like he's 20, 29. Yeah, he got called up and he was like 27. He's like Jeff McNeil, like one of those guys. So I, I'm really high on the Giants this year. They're going to cause some problems. Not really, but no. you know, they'll be annoying. They'll be pesky. Yeah. You know? Then I got the Diamondbacks. I mean, there's really nothing yeah. there. And then the Rockies. Uh, Trevor Two. Story is going to leave. I just read something from John Heyman that. They're not extending him. They're not even talking yeah. about it. He's going to be a free agent. So. I don't. I think in the MLB this year, there's going to be a lot less parity. than there, I think that's been the trend over the past couple of years. You're seeing a lot of people are going for it, and a lot of people are saying, we're going to suck this year. Like, I don't think you're going to see... The, like, if I'm just looking at the list here, there's some NL East teams that I could see, like, oh, they're going to have a breakout season and be really good. Like, because you see they have some nice pieces, but a lot of these teams, like... You know, like you know, the Rockies are going to be bad. You know, the Pirates are going to be bad. The Tigers, the Rangers, the Orioles. Like you know, these yeah. teams are going to be bad. Like they're just really bad. But the top, especially in the NL, is going to yeah. be the playoff series in the NL are going to be yeah. very, very yes. good. It will. All right, um, what's uh? Is it is it is it award time? It's award time. So my NL MVP, and you're going to think this is a chalk eater pick. I don't and know. I, you know, it's it's Juan Soto. It's okay. I picked Trout. It's yeah, okay. it's Juan Soto, and honestly. I kind of I was reading an article by Jason Stark in the Athletic a couple of weeks ago. He was comparing him to Ted Williams, and how crazy that sounds. If you look at the numbers in their first couple of years, it's re- they're eerily similar. Mm-hmm. He could go down as one of the greatest hitters we ever he seen. Is. He is definitely amazing. So that's my MVP. All right, I want a little bold here. Okay. 
But this is definitely a guy who has MVP potential, and he's done it before. Give me Bryce Harper, okay. the Philadelphia Phillies, win the NL MVP. Okay. I have the Phillies coming in fourth, So, yeah. but it's a loaded division. And I don't think baseball, I think we kind of know that your, your team doesn't necessarily have to be the best team in the league for you to Charles win the MVP. Them, it's, so. not, it's not, yeah, it's not like football. Um, I think Harper is going to have a monster season this year. We picked him in fantasy last night. Yeah, loving that. Love Hopefully that. he's he uh, lives up to the hype that I'm giving him. Who you got winning Cy Young? Uh, chalky to pick here. I mean, he's the best pitcher in baseball. Jacob DeGrom. And I also have Jacob DeGrom winning you know, and, Cy until, Young. Until I see something else. I love, I love Jack Flaherty. Yeah. I love Jack Flaherty. Um, can you really think of anybody else? I mean, Scherzer. I mean, you have like Darvish always, and Bueller and Bueller's the, Snell. the other guy. Definitely not Trevor Bauer. Nope. Piece of crap. Nope. Screw that guy. I mean, would it surprise you if Kershaw got another one? No, but I, I, I gotta go. With yeah, I, I had to go with Degrom as well. I think, like you said, best pitcher in baseball. Economies. Yeah. My NL Rookie of the Year. High on this guy. Unfortunately, he plays for the Braves. Ian Anderson. I love him. I think he's going to be a stud. He was great in the postseason last year, and he was—he had a good regular season. He, I think he came up like middle of last season. Yeah, yeah, he pitched yeah, great he in was, the postseason. Obviously. He's great, he and yeah. I think he's going to win that uh, rookie of the year. I actually have Ian Anderson coming second. I—he—I okay. was between this guy and Ian Anderson, but my rookie of the year, I think he's going to be the only bright spot on a terrible team. Mm-hmm. I have Cabrian Hayes yep. winning the rookie of the year. For the Pittsburgh Pirates, I think he's going to be really good. Um, he had an insane 2020. He came up for a little bit raked. Um, I know he's been a big prospect for a while. Um, I did give a little consideration to Mackenzie Gore. I think he's really good, but I just don't think he's going to have much of a gonna, spot. I don't think he's going to be up. They, yeah. they have so many starting pitchers in San Diego, so I don't think it's his time yet. Um, maybe next year. Uh, it depends how much pitching, how much time he gets. Yeah, for sure. Um, who you got one manager of the year? I think the Dodgers are going to win 108, 110 games. And at that point, you cannot give it to Dave Roberts. Okay. So, I'm, I'm going to give it to Dave yeah. Roberts. This might surprise you. I actually have my manager of the year, Luis Rojas. <laughs> Luis Rojas. Hopefully I have, not, because I don't like him. I mean, the Mets, I have them making the wild card. So, I think, you know, he can get some votes. Take yeah. the Mets back to the playoffs after a couple years. Yeah, listen, not a huge Luis Rojas guy, but... I think he was like a consolation prize after Beltron. You guys got screwed by that. There was no one... All the managers were hired already. Well, actually, not the Mets, like, top three. The yeah. top three was, like, Eduardo yeah. Perez. Rojas. They didn't even hire him. They just promoted him, right, from uh, the double no, team or the trip? The... They hired him. They did another, like, little interview process. And oh, they, they did? Hired him. Listen, he's not bad. I don't... I think he's I don't think too he's the best. connected. That's what I think. Well, the way, yeah, the way I do this is I don't think he's the best manager. He's like a fantastic manager. I just think the team's gonna be very good. So they're you know like like was Don is Don Mattingly one of the best managers in baseball? I don't think so. He won it last year. Yeah. So I think the Mets are gonna have a surprise. Like you know they're gonna make the playoffs this year, and I think uh, they're gonna give it to him because then you're picking from. Um, like you know, Dave Roberts and those guys, and yeah. unless, like you said, unless the Dodgers win like 110 games, I don't know if Dave Roberts is going to win the manager of the year. So, the the one thing about Rojas, and then we have another segment I want to get to. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Luis Rojas. The the players love Luis Rojas. Yeah, they all love him. He was their manager in Double A, Triple A. They all will go to bat for him, and 
they really. I mean, I guess that relationship's it's got to mean something. Yeah, you know. So now we're gonna do a little segment where every every podcast we will do a save it or hate it. So basically, we'll take a rule from whatever we're talking about that day, from that sport, and we will. Doesn't have to be a rule. Rule whatever. whatever. And we're gonna compare it. We both have one. We have two, just in case you say the same one. And we're gonna say each other. So you want to go first? Um, no, I actually want you to go first. All right. So, save it or hate it. The three batter minimum rule for pitchers. That was what I. I mean, I have a backup one. Um, hate it. I hate it. I don't want. I. I think it's such a. Major League Baseball just has it all wrong. Like, they implement these rules because they want to speed the game up. No, like, how are you really speeding it up because you're not going to be able to take someone out of the ball? Like, you're not speeding the game up. Maybe you cut the game down like a minute or two by doing yeah. this. Um, first of all, you take a lot of guys' jobs away. You have these guys who are like lefty specialists. Can, yep, you, they can strike out lefty. Adam Adovino. Yeah. Adam Adovino could not get a lefty out to save his life last year. That's literally... That might be the main reason why the Yankees traded him to the Red Sox. Because they would bring him in and someone would bring in a lefty. He had like insane splits. Like he was giving up like a 300 batting average to a lefty. Wow. But it was like one something against right. Like that's that's my exact point. Like I don't, I don't, it's, you're not speeding the game up. They need to stop implementing all these stupid rules. The pitch clock, the three batter minimum. You, you just, you need to stop it. Jeff Passon was on the Michael K show last week. And he said this and it's perfect. Major League Baseball doesn't have to speed the game up. Because you sit there and you watch football yeah. for three, three and a half hours and, a, no, and yeah. nobody gets You need more action. Yes. You need more accent, more mark. You no need more, to market your game yes. better. No more strikeouts. No more home runner strikeout. Like, you need yeah. the ball in play. You need people to see on bases. Why is it that when someone... So, if I'm watching football and I see uh, Christian McCaffrey juke someone out of their shoes... I see it on NFL Red Zone, and then I go on Twitter, and as a minute after it happens, I see it on Twitter. Yep. I see it all over the place. When something happens in baseball, I have to dig for it on Twitter, or I can go on MLB's app, which is terrible, watch a 15-second ad for every single video, the same Old Dominion ad, or whatever the hell they have playing. They literally just play every single uh, video. There is an ad for every single video. It will be... Uh, 11 minute, 11 second video. Gleyber Torres rips a double off the left field wall. I want to see it, but I have to watch a 15 second Old Dominion ad. I'm not. Listen, it just got it all to, wrong. When it comes to contracts and like what we dealt with with um, you know, the players versus the owners with the COVID season, I don't really know if I was on the player side or the team side. I am so on the player side when it comes to this new CBA that's going to have to be um, negotiated next season, which I think there's going to be like. An absolute. It's gonna be a war. It's gonna be a dumpster fire. Like it's it's. it's I'm gonna, just so not looking forward. Yeah, to it. that's why this. How frustrating was, was that last year when we were trying yeah. to, um, when they were negotiating? How many games is the season gonna be? I remember I was like, all right, like if they don't play a full season, whatever. Like I'll be annoyed if they play less than like a hundred games. And then it got to a point where I was like, I hope they play at least fifty games. Yeah, I know they're gonna have like a thirty game season. I'm like, what are you doing? Whatever. Okay, so yeah, I hate it. Um, save it or hate it. Drop third strike. Drop, drop third. Listen, I don't. I'm kind of a traditionalist a little bit here with baseball, so I would, I would, I would keep it. You know, it. I hate it when it happens in MLB the show, but <laughs> um, I, I would keep it. You know, it's just been part of the game for so long, and I don't, 
I don't really think changing it. Like why? Like why? Would, I I understand why you'd want to change it, but I'm not gonna change. It. I'm gonna say yes. All right. Um, I'm not as hated as I am with the three batter minimum, but I still hate it because I understand the argument where you're like, why would you reward the other team for um, making an error? Like if yeah. if you say, uh, he gets on first. Why would you reward the pitcher for throwing a bad pitch and it gets the backstop, but there's no drop third strike, so it does nothing? I get that argument. My argument is, why should you reward the hitter for swinging at a garbage pitch? Like, he swings at a ball right at his feet and misses, and it gets to the backstop, nobody's on base, whatever, and he can just run to first and beat it out, and now he's on base. Like, I I just don't get that. I don't know why. It it should be a dead ball. Like, why is it a live ball? There's nobody on base, so why does it just randomly turn to a live ball? I understand, this is why I don't think it's ever going to go away, and I can understand the argument for it, especially from like a traditionalist perspective. In baseball, like if you're doing the book, or if you're keeping stats, every out is a put out. Like, if the catcher, that's what the put out is. When you catch the ball and, you know, the catcher completes the catch of the ball on a strikeout, that is a put out. So I understand how, if he doesn't catch it and he goes to the backstop, where's the put out? I get that, but I still think... I, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I, I think there's way more problems in baseball, yeah. and I don't think it's ruining the game or anything, but it's just a rule that I don't I don't really care for. It, so. Thank you guys for listening. Please like, subscribe on every platform you possibly can. Tell your friends. We appreciate all of our listeners soon to be. And, J.M., you got anything to say? No, just thank you, everybody. Um, yeah, like Michael said, please share and uh, give us some feedback. You know, yeah. uh, this is, we're just getting started. We're brand new to this. So if you have some things you'd like to see us do, or you think we did wrong and you'd like to see it done another way, let us know. We definitely like to hear from you guys. And yeah, just when, it, when the, uh, when the podcasts get posted, we'll actually put our email out there for you. If you want to email us and uh, yeah, we'll be doing this once a week, usually record early in the week, Monday, and hopefully get it posted Tuesday or Wednesday. So thank you very much for coming and we will see you next week.